0: Beyond Synth Season 7 sequence commencing in 5,
1: 4, 3,
0: 2, 1
2: Hi. (laughs) Hi.
3: (laughs) Oh, wait, was I not supposed to talk yet?
2: (laughs) You jumped in a little too soon. Okay,
3: sorry. I'll wait.
2: I'll wait. All right. Hey there. Welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 184. Uh, On the show today, I'm going to be talking to Roxy Drive in a little bit, but before that, I am joined for a little while by Computer Magic. Hi. Hey there, how's it going? It's going okay. So... Just to clear up any confusion if people are like, hey man, you just had computer magic on the show like three weeks ago. So this is season seven. So at the end of season six, I had so much stuff banked, meaning like we recorded a bunch of segments at the same time and I sort of spaced them out, which is why I got rid of segments this season because what ended up happening was by the end of the season, I had so much stuff recorded and it got a bit overwhelming. You know, I had like several listener calls that I still hadn't edited. I had several uh, segments with you, with color theory with Florence when she's doing her Star Trek review and all this other stuff and so I've decided now to just you know if I talk to you it'll be like it'll air the week that we recorded it kind of thing instead of like banking stuff yeah because it, it really confused me actually <laughs> <Like> <laughs> I, I went through the folder and I'm like did I play this segment did I do this and so an actual fact even though We did have a Computer Magic segment a few weeks ago. You and I actually recorded that, I think, in November. Oh,
3: wow. Was it that long ago? That's crazy.
2: So in a weird way, for the people listening, they'll be like, oh, we just heard from Computer Magic a few weeks ago. But for me, you and I actually haven't chatted in like three months or something. So I wanted to catch up and sort of keep things current from from my point of view so I don't get confused.
3: Sounds good. I think that's a better plan.
2: All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to some music, and then we'll uh, we'll keep chatting. So here is a track by, I'm going to say all of these words wrong, and I apologize. Okay, so this is Anders Enger Jensen. I think that's how you say that. You can correct me, dude. Let me know. And this song is called A Song Long Ago. Now, this is going to be the trickiest one. Featuring vocals by Christine Froberg. I don't know how you say those O's that, that have a stroke through them. Oh, yeah. I don't know either. Because I'm looking at the thing now. It says vocals by Christine Froberg, and it's got the line, and then the saxophone is by Borg with a stroke through the O, B-O-R-G-E-R-S, Halves. You should
3: t- type it into uh, Google Translate and then <laughs> hold, that, hold that up to the microphone. <laughs> Anders Enger Jensen. Christine Frobert
2: Ah, uh, so here's a cool song by
3: Anders Enger Jensen. Featuring
1: Christine Frober.
2: And this is a song long ago. And this will give you, uh, some, an 80s fix because it's, uh, this one's super 80s. My life has
1: been such a.
2: A song long ago by Anders Enger Jensen, with vocals by Christine Froberg. If I'm saying any of that wrong, you can correct me, but that's not going to change the way I said it today. And I'm here <laughs> right now with computer magic. Uh, how's it going?
3: Pretty good. Finishing a record right now. Working pretty hard on that.
2: You just go on like track by track.
3: Yeah, I'm going track by track. I have seven done so far. I want to have 10 on the record, then potentially two more for Japanese bonus tracks or B-sides for seven-ish singles or something. But yeah, it's going pretty well. The songs are really good. They're like better than uh, all my other ones, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you always go in with with the intention of that uh, there's going to be bonus Japanese songs?
3: No, I just kind of make extra songs just to have them. So say I make 12 songs, like two of them, I'll probably not like as many as the other ones. So I'll save those for like bonus things. Because, I mean, other people still might like them, even though I think they're not as substantial as the ten main ones. With this record, though, I don't know if I want it. So I have my own record label, Channel 9 Records, that I started myself in 2015 as a way to self-release Davos, but I wanted to have a the name of a record label attached, so I just started my own Channel 9 Records. But for this record in particular i don't want to release it on channel nine i want to release it on an actual label because it's just so much work just like running a label so
2: is there any labels courting you or do you have to do some research
3: so i have a new manager now which i've never had before yeah i haven't had a manager since like 2011 or 2012 and that manager was actually not the best manager she's like t- uh taking money from me
2: i was literally going to make that joke <laughs>
3: yeah no she was i, <laughs> I was, I was like... so uh, i was so new and naive hmm. uh, oh jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like what was that? My studio is like next to so I live in a studio apartment in Manhattan. Sometimes my street gets a little crowded and people start honking, which sucks. <laughs> but yeah, so I had this manager and she was taking money from me, like her name was on my contracts and like if I would make money it'd go directly to her bank account and like she wouldn't tell me like for months and I just thought I was like this broke you know, I was working at a restaurant, not making any money thinking that my career, like, I was a failure, not realizing that I was actually making some income. So I fired her. <laughs> uh, and I haven't had a manager since a couple of months ago. It's like the next time I'm, like, trying it out. But this new manager seems like she kind of knows what's happening. Hopefully she gets me a deal.
2: Was your uh, stipulation, don't steal from me? <laughs> was that well, one? Of the- yeah.
3: I mean, she knows about that past, but I think, like, now I'm... I'm older and wiser
2: and... None of that is true.
3: <laughs> I, well, I'd hope I... I think I know a little bit more about the industry than I did in 2011. Yeah. My old manager was like, here, sign this contract. And I was like, okay.
2: I've never been in the headspace of people who are that deceitful. You know what I mean? Like, to just knowingly just steal from people is such a fucking weird thing well, she's, to do.
3: Well, she's... Honestly, she's a sociopath. Like, she ended up actually getting in real trouble for something completely unrelated like art fraud or something that nobody knew like she was doing so it was kind of crazy like the whole situation but she was just like a very um
0: hey i'm walking
3: here oh do you hear that yeah (laughs) oh my god shut the fuck up (laughs) no what's happening is there's construction at the end of my street and sometimes like the construction like holds up the oh my god this is so annoying like i have to wait until nighttime to record vocals because rent in new york is so expensive i can't afford a separate studio so I literally my studio my recording studio is in my apartment like i live in my recording studio
2: yeah i think that's the case for a lot of people
3: yeah so someday when i'm making that uh good money but with this next record i can get a recording studio <laughs> like I I'm happy where I am in life but now I'm just like fuck and like this album needs to be like the best album I've ever made which it's it's definitely going to be but like it's just like I'm putting my like, like, all of my knowledge, like, everything that I've learned throughout the years, I'm just like,
2: okay, I need to make it. This is the album where I've learned enough. I know this time I'm going to turn the microphone on. This
3: is the album. This is the album. Well, I think I was always a little shy about being a woman in the industry. Like, I don't know how to do anything. I need a guy to help me produce. And now I'm like, fuck that. Like, I'm very knowledgeable about everything that I do, and I've had like ten years of experience. Like I have a confidence now that I didn't have ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: okay, I'm well, so sorry. I, no, the, it'll be,
3: they'll be gone in a second. It's
2: just well, we're gonna we're gonna listen to some more music, all right? And then we'll we'll get back to fucking life in New York. I'm gonna grab a coffee. Yeah, go nuts. Okay. Alright everybody, well, while she's getting her coffee, let's listen to this track by NTSC. Now this was a cool one that I heard. I remember I was one of the judges on like a Dreamwave contest or something. I think that's what it was, right? (laughs) Anyway, I really dug this song by NTSC and so uh, we're going to listen to that. I just want to let you know that it is brought to you by Chris Dance, the king of the Pattersons. Hey Chris Dance, how's it going buddy? You know you have been a patron of Beyond Synth for 22 months. That's pretty exciting. I'm just looking at the thing now. And what the hell? Let's also do a little shout out to Jose Arbello. Hey, buddy. You're cool, too. You've been a patron for two months, but uh, you're a very generous dude, so thanks for supporting the show. So now, let's listen to this track by NTSC. This is Symmetric Sleep. Symmetric <laughs> Sleep was Symmetric Sleep by NTSC, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, Jacob Wick with the 4488, you know Jacob, you have been a patron for 27 months, how about that, this is my new thing now, pointing out how long people have been patrons for, <laughs> and uh, you're a cool guy, and also City Hunter, you're cool too, yes indeed. I hope you enjoyed me trying to pronounce those Ukrainian swear words from last week. Uh, That was fun. Anyways, I'm here now. We're uh, we're here with Computer Magic. She's on a very busy street.
3: Calm down a little
2: bit. Calm down a little bit. (laughs)
3: I told them I opened my window And told them to shut up
2: I'm recording here
3: I want to do that so bad
2: You just lean your head out the window And be like I'm making a fucking song here (laughs) Hey I'm making music here
3: They would be like We don't care at all
2: (laughs) Listen, last time we talked, you were playing, what, Valkyrie Chronicles 4. Mm-hmm. I've decided... Did you start playing it? No, but oh. I've decided to <laughs> I've decided to put some love back to my Switch because I really haven't played my Switch that much since I beat Mario Odyssey. Yeah. So I got uh, this game called The Messenger. Oh, yeah,
3: I saw you posted that.
2: And that's a cool game. And then after I uh, got my dental work done, I, my <laughs> mouth was sore, and I'm like, I'm going to get myself a present. So I picked up Mario Deluxe Deluxe. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, with the fucking clumsiest fucking title in the world. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying. It. And I also got myself a Picross Cross game as well because I like playing Picross.
3: Cross. Oh, you gotta get the online because then you can like if you have Mario Kart or Diablo or something, I'd play with you.
2: All right, okay, maybe I'll go do that and we can play some Mario Kart. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, because like because now at least with the Switch, I can take it into other rooms. Like so, if my son's like hogging the PlayStation, like okay. To be fair, I put in a ton of hours into Red Dead Redemption. That game was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But now I'm just enjoying sort of relaxing with the Switch and although The Messenger is not really like a relaxing game, it's actually really fucking hard and some of the bosses are ludicrously hard. <laughs> like, especially for me, like, I'm not I'm not really keen on, like, super hard games, but some of the bosses in The Messenger were, like, nuts. But the concept of the game is really cool. It's like a throwback to, like, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler at this point for people who know, but so it starts out, it's like an 8-bit game, so it looks like an old Nintendo game and it has, like, old, like, chiptune music. It's got a really, um bold chiptune score like whoever did the music like is really fucking going all out and then when you beat the game or you beat this one boss that where it seems like it's the end of the game and then you fly to the future and then it becomes like a 16-bit game so then it looks like a Super Nintendo game now. Oh that's cool. Yeah and so it's kind of like you're playing like the Super Nintendo sequel to like the game and then so you play a few levels like that and then the game goes through several phases you you know you play for like maybe like 4 or 5 hours and it feels like oh this is the end of the game and then it sort of unlocks like another aspect to the game and so then it keeps going.
3: Is there like an N64 version
2: level? No, 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 I don't think so. That would have been hilarious. (laughs) But like the the concept is really cool. Like I really like the idea of that it starts out 8-bit, goes 16-bit and then there's a part where you think you sort of beat the boss and now I'm at this sort of part in the game where now you're sort of backtracking to the old levels and you switch between the 8 bit and the 16 bit. And it's also got a really good sense of humor. So, like, all the dialogue in it is all like tongue in cheek, like meta jokes about old video games and, uh, and like the cliches and stuff.
3: It's cool. I gotta get it. Gotta pick that up.
2: I can't stress this enough. There are some bosses that are real. Like, I think I died like a hundred times on the Devil boss because it counts how many times you die. Instead of dying and having continues, there's this little demon that. Appears that rescues you, but then takes all the power ups you earn for the next little while. Like after you come back to life, and he's and he says sarcastic things whenever you die. There's probably like a good like forty comments he will say that are like sometimes related to what's going on, and then eventually he starts joking about the fact that you're dying so much to see if he's going to say something new.
3: <laughs> so
2: the humor in the game, it like they did it a good job. It's good.
3: Oh, that's cool. I've been playing uh, Skyrim still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember, you were like, "Well, we can't talk about it yet." You just started playing.
2: So how many hours until I I can talk about it? I guess we can talk about it now. How about this? Let's listen to a song, and then we'll get into some Skyrim talk. You want to do that?
3: Okay, okay.
2: So what do I got here in the old playlist? Okay, so here's a cool song by a dude called Jamie Bathgate. Uh, And this is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Mr. Clint Dowling. And new donor, Eric Dahlberg in the 25 Club. Thanks, dude. And William Stewart. That looks new. Hey, new $25 donor, William Stewart. You guys are all really cool, and uh, thanks for supporting the show. And now let's listen to this song. This is Jamie Bathgate from the album Left Unturned. This is Synthetic Regrets. Did you just hit a note on your keyboard? No, that was a so horn. Oh, it sounded like a, it sounded like a. Meow. And that was Synthetic Regrets by Jamie Bathgate from the album Left Unturned. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Mr. Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, and Emilio Astavez. And I'm here right now with Computer Magic. That's me. So how's your Skyrim adventure going?
3: Now I've been playing it for 70 hours. I've also been trying to defeat the Doom campaign before the new Doom comes out. And then I also downloaded uh, Xenoblade Chronicles... To the Torn of the Golden Country.
2: Do you switch easily between games?
3: I'll be pretty obsessive about a specific game, like just playing that one. So, like Doom, right now I'm kind of stuck on a level and I have been for like a month and it frustrates me. So now I've gone back to playing Skyrim and then uh, also the Xenoblade Chronicles game for a while there. I mean, I was like on Twitch and uh, I don't know if you saw my Twitch channel. But I'd be, like, playing Doom on Twitch, which was pretty fun.
2: Here's a dumb question. How do you Twitch from a Switch? So, I have... Fuck, that even sounded dumb.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have an Elgato game capture card. Yeah, you just plug the HDMI from the the Switch into the Elgato, into the TV.
2: Because I I do want to get a capture card because I think at some point, I know I can't do it right now, you know, I I love Goldeneye and I do want to try and do some sort of streaming thing where I get like four people like in the same room as me and do like Goldeneye tournaments but then stream them.
3: Oh, that would be neat.
2: For that, I will need a capture card because my computer that I run it on, it's decent enough to play the game But I think once I actually add streaming to it, it'll fucking slow down. And so I basically need like a secondary thing that's not going to use up my computer's power. Yeah. Which is what the Elgato is all about.
3: Oh my God. We don't have to talk about this right now, but I played Laser Tag for the first time the day before yesterday. And it was insane. It was the first time I ever played in my life. It's like a real life video game.
2: I saw the picture that you posted on Instagram (laughs) of you pointing... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're gun at some children because I think you you faced off against some kids if I'm not, mistaken.
3: yeah, so what happened was it was my birthday. For my birthday, I always usually, like, I don't just want to go to a bar or, like, a restaurant. I usually go to, like, an arcade or, like, something fun. And I wanted to do laser tag. So, like, my friends, it was just, like, a small group of friends. It wasn't, like, a big group, so we weren't able to rent out our own room. So we went in, and our group, we were just, like, put in this group with a bunch of little kids. Like, (laughs) well, here's the thing. It was a bunch of little kids. And then their dads, who are masters, like laser tag masters, they brought like face paint for this experience (laughs) it it was like no joke so you didn't have any face paint (sighs) no i mean i just showed up and i was like oh my god i'm not prepared (laughs) but this was like something i think like the kids and their dads like go to you know probably once a month they take their kids to laser tag but like the dads were taking it so seriously it was insane
2: were they doing like go 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 fucking on your flank yeah Yeah,
3: and they were like getting mad at their kids i was actually kind of upset one of the dad's like kind of nudged his kid and was like you gotta aim better and i'm like oh oh my
2: god that's some good advice though
3: <laughs> no but like you don't have to you push your kid better but you don't have to push your kid like he's like
2: be better you stupid six-year-old
3: yeah basically <laughs> That was basically what it is, but they knew like all the hiding spots, so we were just getting killed like left and right. I don't know if you ever played in the laser tag with like strangers, but it's kind of neat because then like you know someone emerges as the leader, and like somebody is like, oh, you know this guy's really good, so you have to like protect him from dying, and it's like it was really fun. I definitely do it again. When I had to like shoot the little kids, I felt really. Felt really bad, you know? And okay, I think it,
2: When I had to. I mean, you know, I. I'm sorry, I, I have to do this. I'm sorry, this. I
3: have to do it. It was, you know, for my team. For yeah. my team.
2: After you shot the kids, did, did you go, like, y- you gotta aim better? No,
3: here's the thing. I found a really great hiding spot, and I was just, like, taking them out from far away. Nice. And then one of the little kids goes and tells his dad, and then his dad comes around the corner and is like. <laughs> you're not doing that anymore and just like start shooting me and i'm like oh my god this is like so so over the top ridiculous the the whole experience but it was really fun i would go to laser tag way more often and actually my legs hurt still from a few days ago from like you know ducking it's like a workout crazy
2: yeah my legs still hurt from being old That's my problem
3: You're not old
2: No, well, I'm older than you
3: Older than Yeah <laughs> like, You have kids You should bring them to, to go play some laser tag Do you have laser tag there?
2: No we don't allow it in Canada
3: What? Laser okay. tag? No okay. <laughs> Hey I'm just fucking
2: around here No uh, yeah my son went uh, I think he had a little birthday party And he, he did uh, some laser tag But I wasn't there Yeah If I was I would have been that dad Going like <laughs> Son fucking Aim better idiot oh, Be bitter at this
3: Yeah, there was at one point, like, the other team had to, like, bring a bomb to our camp. And this dad just, like, runs through, like, yelling, like, "Ah!" and he, like, jumps over these tires. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're taking it so seriously. But... i was like what is going on it, it was crazy It was like in slow motion it seemed to happen but like as he was like jumping in midair to bring the bomb to our camp like this girl like on our team was like basically all teenagers like we were definitely mm. like the oldest people there besides the dads on the other team <laughs>
0: mm.
3: but one, one of the members of our team got him in midair i, I want to get like a big group of adults to go uh, a whole bunch of friends because i feel like that'd be pretty
2: fun if i had a ton of money i would recreate goldeneye maps
3: whoa that would be so cool
2: because i think there's some that like everyone would already just have in their memory from like childhood so if it did like the facility or something mm-hmm. and so like it'd be so weird just to, like walk through it in real life but then have like laser tag set up i think it'd be wicked but then make the walls and shit out of like that soft foam so you can like f- fly against them and not hurt yourself and stuff
3: there's gotta be a laser tag place that replicates levels and stuff like that or like games, right? Like, I feel like that should exist, if it doesn't. I'm trying to think
2: of, yeah, like, what the most popular... I know, like, Goldeneye maps, people would recognize. What are other famous, like, multiplayer maps? Blood Gulch from Halo. But then that's, like, a big, wide-open area. Look, we gotta listen to another song, though, and then we'll keep talking. Okay. But I like your laser tag story. It was funny. Thanks. (laughs) So, we're gonna listen to a track here. This is a request from Lucas Ceballos. Uh, As you all know, or as nobody seems to know, if you're a $25 patron of Beyond Synth, you can actually request songs, but Lucas is the only one who does it, which is fine. So he wants to hear Carpenter Brute, Paradise Warfare, and that's exactly what we're gonna do just for you, Lucas Ceballos. So here is Carpenter Brute with Paradise Warfare. And that was Paradise Warfare by Carpenter Brute, a request from Mr. Lucas Sabios, And that was also brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Chris Williams, Christian James, and Joey and Kendra. You guys are all the best. What's that song? What song? The fucking, was it, is that the James Bond?
3: Baby, you're the best.
2: <laughs>
3: you're simply the best. Better than all the rest. Is that what you're talking about?
2: No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a James Bond song that has
3: "Baby, you're the best."
2: It's a, I think it's a James Bond song. Wait, did you just do "You're the best around"? Oh, that one's good. <laughs> anyway, so how's your, <laughs> how's your <laughs> Skyrim game going? Baby,
3: Yeah, did we talk about Skyrim on your show yet? I think that was like off the recording, though.
2: We talked a bit about vampirism last time. Remember? You mentioned uh, vampirism, because uh, you got vampirism, yeah. and then I told you the story about how there was that glitch in Oblivion that you couldn't cure vampirism if you had the Game of the Year edition, and I'll tell you that story again. <laughs> so there was this old lady, and you gotta give her the fucking materials, but she doesn't want to accept them. And then there was the glitch! Anyways, go on.
3: Yeah, with Skyrim, so I'm not a vampire anymore, but Serena is still my sidekick walking around with me. I got two scrolls.
2: I never really got too attached to the sidekicks. I basically just treated them as a backpack.
3: Yeah, I mean it's nice to have somebody walking around helping you, like defeating people. Now she's on my side. Like now she's like, yeah, I guess we should kill my dad. <laughs> she's like okay well, with me destroying vampires, even though she's one.
2: Whenever people die, like if they're my companion, like I really don't care. It's it's only really annoying if I've saddled them with too many objects. Because when you have a friend, like they literally like a backpack that holds like five hundred yeah. stuff, right? So I'm always handing off I'm killing dragons and giving them the bones to carry and shit and then uh, it's always annoying when they die I'm like fuck me now I gotta like go up this mountain and like take some potions so I can carry all the stuff that that person has and I have to like take it back to my house and
3: wait so who is your sidekick your number your number one main sidekick
2: I've never had one really like a number one basically you know when the game starts I think the first one that sort of offers is that girl in White Run or wasn't there like there's like a warrior lady with like black hair that I feel like is like the first one that where they teach you that you can have companions
3: I was thinking like Delphine but she's I think she has like blonde hair
2: what the hell was her name? Cuz she she was she was the one sarcastic, you know, the I'm here to shoulder your burdens or whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's the line. I think I fucked up the line, but
3: You know what I found? I get so I didn't know this. I found the the champion's tunic from Zelda. And the Master Sword in the Skyrim game. I posted about it because I was super excited. Like I just found it randomly, and everybody was like, "Yeah, didn't you know?" Like when Skyrim was released for Switch, like everybody knew that. And I was like,
2: "Yeah, that that was part of the advertising campaign." I yeah. didn't,
3: I didn't watch the advertising campaign.
2: Well, that must have been a nice surprise for you. I,
3: well, yeah, it was a pretty nice surprise. I was like, "This is pretty neat."
2: I play Skyrim in first person, so I never really see what they look like. So all that matters to me is just how much, like, how powerful. Powerful the armor is. Yeah, I don't actually care what it looks like so much as long as it's uh, really strong. Yeah, is the Zelda armor strong? Is it light armor?
3: No, it's not very strong. It's light armor. Do you mostly play your Switch handheld? I don't know. When I'm traveling, I do. But at home, I play it on the TV.
2: There were some button combinations in the Messenger that were hard f- for me because uh, now that I'm playing the Switch more, I'm remembering like, oh yeah, the buttons are really small. Like I prefer playing with the Pro controller. Yeah, I like how big the buttons are.
3: Yeah, I have the. Bu- I like the. I have the Pro controller it's a lot better
2: I was looking online and it's really interesting that there is not a lot of quality third-party solutions to Nintendo's Switch's stuff I watched this whole video series on why there really isn't a good third-party dock I guess what's going on like I watched all these videos of people talking about it because just the other day I'm like why is it that, especially in Canadian dollars, a new dock is like 150 bucks, like Canadian. Wow. And I guess what happens is Nintendo, there's like some weird chip in the dock and the Switch sends out some kind of proprietary signal to the dock and no one knows how to decode it or something. So it's like the third-party docks sometimes like brick people's Nintendos or cause them to break and they all seem to have weird reviews and problems. And I also noticed the same thing for I was looking when I noticed the size of the buttons when i was really going like ah you know these buttons are too small I'm like there must be some third-party joy cons that have bigger buttons and then it's like there really isn't yeah like i mean okay there is but not <laughs> in the same way as you know like if you're on amazon you just type in like third-party playstation controllers like there's a ton of options they're probably all garbage but there's options when you actually type in like third-party joy con you get nothing like you literally just get Nintendo Joy-Cons and you get companies that make rubber that goes around the Joy-Con but not Joy-Cons themselves which I find really interesting.
3: I guess that's good for Nintendo.
2: Yeah, considering they cost fucking $100 <laughs> on Black Friday and I didn't do it. They were selling Pro controllers for 59 Canadian, usually they're 89 and I made a note of it. So like if I can hold out till next Black Friday if they put them back down to that price again, I'll get a bunch of Pro controllers.
3: I got a Black Friday deal on accident. I think- I think i follow on reddit like nintendo deals or some subreddit like that that tells you when stuff's on sale and there is a glitch in the system at walmart where, <laughs> the
0: where the there's a
3: glitch in the system at walmart where doom and diablo were on sale for playstation and xbox for like 16 bucks but for the switch they had just come out so they're like 50 60 bucks or something like that but the system had them on sale for the sale price of the playstation and the xbox right so people were just going in there and hoarding the switch games because of this mistake that walmart had made or whatever
2: yeah, I think there was one day on on Amazon. I needed to buy like a, an external hard drive, and with video and doing this show, like I, I there's so I just need so much memory all the time. Yeah. And one day, like the hard drive was fifty dollars cheaper than it's supposed to be, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. And I was waiting for them to like say there was an error or whatever, but they never corrected it. So I'm like, okay, nice, cool. I like fucking deals. Well, look. Uh- <laughs> This is dumb. Uh, We're going to listen to another song, but then we should probably wrap up, because I actually have to go and record an interview today. Cool. And we've been chatting for a while here, but uh, we're going to listen to a song by The Affirmation, and this is a cool one. This is brought to you by my uh, awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 club, there's Frank Skinicki, Gregorio Franco, who's working with Mike right now on the new Donation of the Beast jingle, and I think it's almost done. We'll hear that hopefully soon. And Blake Peterson, a cool dude. And now, here is a track by The Affirmation. This is Future Tides i that was future tides by the affirmation brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters mike shima in the $25 club and murat with the 1984 anyways you guys are all cool people mike shima you've been a patron for 23 months how about that you're a cool guy yeah and we're here with the uh, computer magic we're just uh, we're going to wrap up going to talk to roxy drive in a little bit that's uh, that's all I know. So you're uh, you're having a good time over there, is the bottom line.
3: Having a good time, finishing some songs.
2: What's your target date? Are you going to send this to me or what?
3: I mean, I hope by the, I hope by the end of the year. I just did a, I went to LA two weeks ago to do album artwork with this woman Shay Detar is her name okay she is really cool like if you look her up her stuff's like awesome but we went to Death Valley and took lots of photos and yeah so once the artwork's done and I finish a few more songs send it off to get mixed and mastered and get a label to put it out then you know I'll have a date
2: <laughs> well I look forward to uh, hearing some stuff, man.
3: Thank you very much.
2: You gotta, you gotta send me some stuff.
3: All right, I'll send it. You can't show anybody though; it's top secret.
2: I like that because it always makes me feel like an insider. <laughs> makes me feel cool. It's the only <laughs> thing that does that. And uh, black tar heroin. Oh god. <laughs> Those are the two things that make me feel cool. (laughs) Well, look, it was lovely to catch up.
3: Nice catching up. Always a pleasure to be on your show.
2: And we'll talk soon and uh, fucking uh, do the do. Do the do. Do the do. Did you ever drink Mountain Dew?
3: Yeah, I still
2: do sometimes. Really?
3: Yeah, like every once in a while, I'll just have like a soda, soda pop.
2: Do you ever like just take a sip of Mountain Dew and then in that moment go like, "Oh wow, this tastes like shit?"
3: It depends when I'm when I'm having it. Like I don't think I could drink it in the morning, but like maybe at night if I'm having like some chips or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like it all depends on the timing of the sip. Yeah, I
2: I just find that that stuff tastes like shit yeah I don't like the taste of it at all
3: did you drink it when you were a kid
2: I mean a few times and I always wondered why people drank it
3: (laughs) so then why did you drink it
2: Mountain Dew it was a thing to drink right you know like when you (laughs) know when you see something that people are doing you're like oh I'm assuming that people do this because it's cool (laughs) and then you do it and you're like what I mean the only time that ever happened where I'm like people were doing this thing and then it seemed cool and i did it and i was like oh this is cool was uh, black tar heroin <laughs> that's the only time mountain dew didn't do it anyway all right look <laughs> you have a lovely day and and we'll, and we'll talk soon
3: it's so, it's always so hard to say goodbye
2: yeah. <laughs> And that was Computer Magic. Always fun to chat with her. And I should remind everybody to check out Retro Revolutions. That's right. Don't forget to check out uh, Retro Revolutions on YouTube. Jared makes a uh, video series where he mods old video game consoles and does cool things with them. And uh, the past few videos he's done in collaboration with Mizu Cat, who's done some cool, like, painting. And uh, I think he's working on a project it's for The Midnight, which is an altered Game Boy. Anyway, you should go uh, check it out on YouTube. It's Retro Revolutions and Retro Faith Games on Twitter at underscore Retro Revolutions on Instagram. Don't forget to check out Retro Revolutions, my friends. You know, if you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to Patreon.com slash Beyond Synth. However, if you go to BeyondSynth.com, there's also a PayPal option and some people have been switching over their donations from uh, Patreon on to paypal you don't have to i'm just saying some people have like jimmy groon who is now a, a paypal supporter and of course dev jock who is now uh supporting beyond synth as well so thanks dude you're a cool guy dev jock is a cool guy so how about this we're going to talk to roxy drive in a bit i just figured since we caught up with Computer Magic. I thought maybe I would just catch up with Color Theory real fast. He had a new song that came out, so I wanted to talk to him about that and play his track, and so we're going to do that have a quick little chat with Color Theory. But first, let's listen to a song. So here's a track by The Problem of Time from the album Explore. This is Sally Ride, and this is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $15 Club, Hampus ML, and Kenjeru, and Chatterack, and then Pattern Shift with the 1337, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Lane. And this is The Problem of Time with Sally Ride. And that was Sally Ride by The Problem of Time. And that's a cool track. That was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Now, this month, we got some new... I always say this month, but it's a weekly show. (laughs) Anyway, we got some new donors. So we got new donor Chris. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Thanks for supporting Beyond Synth. You're a cool guy. As I mentioned earlier, William Stewart, new $25 Patreon supporter. Thanks, William Stewart. You're cool. Look at that. You got your name mentioned twice because I'm so disorganized. And uh, Blake Peterson has upgraded his support. That's right. I probably mentioned earlier. That you were in the $25 club, but uh, you upgraded your support. So Blake Peterson is now a really cool guy. And then there's new $25 donor, Eric Dahlberg. So there you go, you got your name mentioned again. I hope I'm saying it right. Dahlberg. Well, you, you can let me know, dude. It's all good. And once again, Jimpy has upgraded his support. <laughs> Jimpy's a cool guy. I see what he's doing and I like it. We call him Upgrade Jimpy around here, around <laughs> around the office. And I think that's everything. Uh yeah, that's all my updates. So how about this? Let's go chat with color theory real fast. And uh yeah. <music> All right. Hey, man, how's it going? I'm here with uh, Color Theory. Hey, it's going great. Thanks for having me back on. Mr. Brian Hazard. So look, man, I haven't actually talked to you in many, many months. So what have you been doing? Well, lately, it's been like all running
4: and music. I mean, I'm working on a new album and I'm training for the Boston Marathon. What? Yeah, I'm running the <laughs> running Boston and it's like less than two months. Oh, okay. So uh, you, you're you practicing? Uh, Well, I guess that's not the... Best word. I'm I'm increasing my mileage. Um, so through practice, I don't think of it as practice. Just kind of building my base. Yeah,
2: there's a Beyond Synth supporter, a big Beyond Synth supporter. Ross Pentland is an amateur runner, among other things. So he's also been a Beyond Synth supporter for a very long time. But uh, oh, cool, running is his. Uh, that's his whole life. I look at here on this fucking Instagram, and it's all about running. He's like, he seems to be like running every day. Like I don't know how they have so many marathons over there. Well,
4: you really kind of do need to be running every day just to have the weekly mileage to be able to run marathons. You don't want your long run to be more than half your weekly distance. So if you consider the marathon the long run at 26 miles, then you would want to be running at least 50 miles a week no matter what. And that takes a good chunk of time.
2: So what do you do when you run? Do you
4: listen to music or anything? I actually don't. I meditate when I wake up usually. And if I go run right after I meditate, it's like the run is kind of an experience extension of that same thing. So I'm just really tuned into my body and tuned into my senses. And I'm I'm usually running on the beach path. So it's just really nice to be out there anyway and feel the sun on my skin and the, the breeze and all that cliche stuff that you know we talk about but don't usually pay attention to. Do
2: you use meditation apps?
4: I do. I use um, I've used different ones. I used Headspace for a couple years but I've been using Sam Harris's app. It's called Waking Up.
2: I actually put it on my phone so I listened to a first the first few mindfulness exercises.
4: Oh cool. Of Sam Harris's? Yeah. Yeah it's a little pricey now I think for the subscription but since I was supporting him I got a free lifetime subscription for the app which is really cool because after you do the first 50 meditation Every day, you just turn it on and there's a daily meditation. And sometimes they're new, sometimes they're kind of greatest hits, but you don't have to think about it. You just pop it on. So that's 10 minutes. And then I do 20 minutes on a timer after that and then take off for my run.
2: Does the timer do that thing where there's that gong? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay,
4: <laughs> You got to get some of that Tibetan flavor into the meditation or you're, you're doing it wrong.
2: I'd like to be more mindful, but uh, I downloaded the app, but then I started just playing the Nintendo Switch more. <laughs> And so now when I go to bed, instead of putting on any sort of meditation or relaxation, I just uh, play Mario.
4: Doing it before bed is kind of sketchy anyway because, I don't know, I fall asleep. So I, I like doing it first thing in the morning. It seems to work a lot better.
2: Yeah, I think I'd have to wake up at like very early in the morning to be able to do that before the the house hubbub begins.
4: Yeah, I do that anyway. Like sometimes on weekends I'll get up, do the meditation, drive somewhere, you know, run. 13, 15 miles, come back, they're still
2: asleep. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I don't know why, but (laughs) I just had the image of you waking up calmly relaxed. You know, you do your meditation app, you just drive to just some abandoned car park and then just scream at the top of your lungs <gasps> and just swear just in this car like just in this abandoned Can area yeah. <laughs> it's like well it's real good you know I just rely I wake up I, I, I meditate it's like a movie and it just does a hard cut to like <gasps> this guy in a little tiny car like just all alone just motherfucker <laughs> and then yeah. then just shows you're coming back and like bringing coffee for your wife and like here you go and like
4: <laughs> I think I'm a morning person and just kind of having that routine down is really helpful yeah um and then i confess i i like to take a nap ooh, ooh, what a
2: salacious confession I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well how about this you came out with a, a new track right that, that you uh first sent to your patrons or whatever so i thought we would uh, listen to it thank you nobody's heard this
4: and you know except for patrons and i've got a few comments but it it's really weird for me to basically release the first song from a, a new album that's I've got a really strong concept for. It's just, I feel like there's a lot on the line and I really haven't gotten much feedback. So I'm really excited that you're playing it for people. And if anybody wants to, you know, throw their uh, words of support or dissatisfaction at me. Why uh, would you
2: ever ask for that? <laughs> I know, but...
4: <laughs> Well, because and right now it's still at the point where there's a chance to change course. You know what I mean? If sure. if maybe there's something they like about it but something they don't like about it, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm still working on the rest of the tracks for the album that I can um
2: adjust. I never give people the opportunity to tell me what they don't like about <laughs> what I do. <laughs> they say they can keep that to themselves. I mean, they don't. <laughs> but they can. Right. Uh well look, let's listen to it, man. This track is called Feral by Color Theory. theory with the track Feral. And I'm here catching up with color theory right now, Mr. Brian Hazard. So that's a exclusive. Yes, it is. So you have a Patreon and you do is it a song a month? Yeah, it's been a song a month now for 2 years. So patrons get first access to your new music. That's the way it works?
4: Yeah. And f- for something like this, like I've got four songs finished for the next album. I'm calling it Supernatural Synthwave because they all have kind of a supernatural theme. So th- they're going to get all those first and hopefully I'm going to start releasing singles one a month, but it'll be behind the Patreon schedule as soon as I
2: get artwork from Sam Todd Hunter. He's working on it right now. So then in between all this meditation and running and making new music, uh... Sorry, that sentence sounded like it was going someplace.
4: I thought it was, yeah. Maybe what was going to happen in between all that.
2: Well, what have you been up to since I talked to you last time? Because it was last year, probably in, like, November, I think, probably when we recorded our last segment. Did you have a good Christmas?
4: I simultaneously don't do a whole lot for Christmas, but I have to do it, like, you know, three times because of the family stuff and and all that. So, yeah, I mean, nothing special. New Year's, uh, nothing special. At least I don't remember it. Ooh. Did you get drunk, Brian Hazard? I don't remember if I even... I don't think I was awake when it turned. I think I went to bed. Oh. This, this is really sad. But <laughs> the day I really enjoy as a runner, I enjoy New Year's Day. I like getting out on the beach path because you know normally you kind of see the same people every day Mm -hmm. so you're kind of waving everybody but on new year's day it's like a whole new crop
2: (laughs) all those people who decided to uh, better their health for a week
4: yeah not past february for sure so it's kind of fun and it's weird too there's this one lady that i see i must see her five times a week running i've kind of tried waving to her and i know she sees me but she will never wave back and so i've made it kind of a mission now to get her to acknowledge me and just yesterday, you know, normally when you see people, you're going to pass them just because the odds of catching up with someone or they're they're catching up with you are much lower than crossing, you know, Mm -hmm. if that kind of makes sense. So I actually was coming back and caught up with her. And then said a sentence or two I forgot what I said but it was perfectly harmless and she just literally just didn't say anything I don't know now I'm thinking maybe she speaks a different language but she could still wave at me so anyway I I guess I have a new year's resolution (laughs) I want to make a new friend yeah well I mean at least if you see somebody every day I mean why not just a little wave I mean it's not not that big a sacrifice
2: maybe she's one of those ladies who's just very uh apprehensive of men but you're like you have a friendly presence like you don't have a a, a mean exterior is my point no i don't i I wouldn't i I wouldn't take you as a threatening dude but that could be it you know like maybe she's running around and like man there's this running guy and he keeps waving to me and whatever and like
4: yeah i'm I'm like 130 pounds of danger here at this point (laughs) i mean it's really i I understand that and you do hear stories and and women definitely need to be careful especially of
2: you yeah (laughs) But I mean, That's this the is like has to the... go. they should definitely be afraid of me. <laughs> yeah. Well,
4: I mean, in the morning, though, I mean, come on. And there's lots of people around. And it's like if you've seen this person like almost every day for months, I mean, is this some elaborate plot really to, to work their way into your life? I mean, I, I don't think so. Just just wave. You know?
2: <laughs> One of these days you're going to break when you don't have your meditation. (laughs) You'll be like running by and just be like, just fucking wave, man. What's your
4: problem, lady? Uh, Whatever. I'll figure something out. I I bet you one of these days maybe she maybe runs with somebody else and I know that other person and then that's kind of like I can acknowledge the other person and then she'll think, oh yeah, this guy's not so bad.
2: But then isn't that going to be weird? Because then she will have to reckon with the fact that she has purposefully not waved back this whole time
4: well yeah i hope she faces that reckoning someday i think she needs to take a good hard look
2: (laughs) she's then gonna have to at some point acknowledge hey i'm really sorry i literally didn't wave back at you for like a year yeah it's gonna make her dig deep into her own soul yeah
4: i mean i guess she could what's a valid excuse i can't think of a valid reason
2: well let's find out let's get her on the show (laughs) i want to make this right (laughs) <laughs> that'll that'll be a lot
4: easier to get her on the show than than to just wave at me. So.
2: <laughs> I'll send you over a bunch of Beyonce business cards you can chuck at her like in a big fistful. You know the odds of passing her again are slim to
4: none though, but whatever. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because if I'm running 8-minute pace and she's running
2: 8.30 pace, the stars really need to align what? to kind of make that work. I don't understand pace talk. How <laughs> about this? Here, let's listen to another song, and then, uh, and then sure. you can explain pacing to me. Okay. Here is a track by, um, who am I going to play here? Danger Mode uh, from the album Quime, Quime Wave. Fuck me. Quime. Quime. A life of quime. Yeah. This is a quime wave. Uh, this song's called Hardwire by Danger Mode. Danger Mode with the track Hardwire. And that's a cool track, some classic sounding synthwave wave styles. And uh, I'm back here just having a quick catch up with uh, Color Theory. We're talking about running and uh, you're going to explain something to me about pace because I don't know what that means.
4: Well, pace is expressed usually in minutes per mile. So the easiest way to explain it would be if I'm running 10 minute pace, that means that I'm going to run uh, six miles in one hour ta-da so <laughs> <laughs> so a typical pace like my easy pace is like eight minute pace when i see people regularly out on the beach path typically it's because they're going the opposite way because if we're going the same direction there would have to be a pretty big disparity in pace for one person to catch up to the other the timing just kind of has to work out just right and that doesn't happen very
2: often does that make sense I think so. I hope you're enjoying this Ross Pentland. <laughs> the one dude. He's been a supporter of the show for a long time, so I think he deserves to hear about running.
4: Yeah, my, my one Patreon supporter that checks in with me about running is Alan Strang, who has been a supporter for many, many years. And yeah, it's kind of cool. So I'll write about something and he'll be like, oh, how's training going for this? And Because like I said, normally I don't even talk about it so
2: well we'll do the old Strang shout out (laughs) I don't know if he listens to the show but
4: I'll insist that he does
2: yeah (laughs) this is the important part Alan Strang that's right Uh, this is the Alan Strang shout out keep on running dude you're a cool guy he sure is so what's coming up music wise I'm hoping to finish up
4: this album this will be the fastest album that I've ever finished and it is all thanks to my beloved patrons really
2: specifically Alan Strang
4: yes Alan Strang, who has <laughs> been a patron, yes, since the very beginning hmm. at the $5 level. He's a pretty awesome guy. But yeah, just I want to wrap that up and I, here's here's my plan. So I figure a song a month, I've already got four, so I'm already good through June if I didn't do anything else, but I'm going to finish this six more, maybe another instrumental. And then I'll have a lot of extra time that I can collaborate with some other synthwave musicians is kind of what I'm hoping because I haven't really done a lot of that. So whether that's like offering to remix each other or, you know, producing and, or I'm doing vocals or they're doing vocals or Whatever, I, I just kind of want to do that when I have a little breathing room because normally it's like I got to get this done for you know this month and it's really tough to do that. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if I'm a very well known name in the uh, synthwave field, but but whatever, well, I'll reach out and see what happens. And the worst thing that happens is they don't reply, and that happens half the time anyway. So
2: that's <laughs> true. This this episode, you're like Eeyore
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time like I mean on Twitter like I can pull up my DMs right now and they'll be like collab bro I mean that's it like somebody I've never heard of collab bro <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe that's the guy's name
4: <laughs> yeah that's nice collab bro collab bro you expect not for people to respond to that.
2: I'd be interested actually to see people collab with you doing the music because you have a very distinct style like when you sing and the way you, you structure your vocals. So it'd be, it'd be curious to see what people do like if you supply the, the music to how, how that would sort of like change the tone a bit.
4: It definitely does. Like for years I've just said I'm not a remixer when people have asked about doing remixes because that would be kind of a scenario where I'm producing and not singing. I did a project years ago. I had to do Owl City's final Fireflies for a video game. You know, one of the dancing games where you... They, they normally have the original song, but I guess they couldn't license it, so they hired me to do Owl City. And a lot of people were convinced, like, oh, you sound just like him. Mm. After I was done with that, it was so much work for like a two-minute version of the song for the game.
2: Why the fuck couldn't they get that guy to do it?
4: I don't well, I mean or they would want to just use his original recording, but I assume it's too expensive.
2: Really? Didn't he only ever make that song?
4: No, no, he has lots of Adam uh, Adam Young, I think. He has lots of songs. As a matter of fact, many years ago before he kind of struck it big, there was a site called The 61 and we were both kind of equals on that site. Like we we were both getting a lot of attention. Like the guys from MTV contacted me and that's where I got some of my biggest uh, song placements
2: the thing is though when when he got big with that Owl City song I have to admit when I first heard it fireflies, Yeah. I thought it was Postal Service. I know. Yeah,
4: it sounds a lot like Postal Service, doesn't it?
2: It musically sounded like Postal Service, but then when I actually paid attention to the words, I'm like, it's not quite as, I felt like Postal Service, like the lyrics had more poetry to them. To be fair to Adam, his lyrics are a little more kind of
4: clever and bright and not as much melancholy and poetic. Maybe maybe that's it, yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of different. So there was a point where we were kind of, I felt like, closer to the same level, and then, of course, he got famous and i got nothing so hey
2: man but now you're uh, i'm on beyonce <laughs> you're spending time with me on this podcast that's that right. eight people listen to come on that's man, right <laughs> and if
4: if you message adam i'm sure he won't reply yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right man well look i gotta run because i gotta go pick up some kids from school i bet you probably have to do the same
4: i have to do the exact same thing i need to leave in eight minutes to go get my son
2: oh good i've got three so it was (laughs) i'm cutting this a little fine that's all good but look man it's always uh, nice to hear from you and when you make more tracks fucking send them over here and we'll play them
4: i absolutely will i appreciate it
2: and you have a lovely day over there and keep on running and meditating and doing it all at the same time it's a deal All right, and that was me catching up with Color Theory, a.k.a. Mr. Brian Hazard. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to one more track, and then we are going to go talk to Roxy Drive for a little bit. And, of course, we'll also listen to more music uh, then as well. So I don't know why I said one more track, but whatever. Anyways, here is an awesome song. This is Crozet from the album Running Time, and this is Harbor. (laughs) that was Harbor by Croze from the album Running Time. And don't forget, if you want to check out any of the artists I feature on the show, just click on the more info button if you're listening on SoundCloud, and then you'll have all the links to all the artists I feature on the show, and you can go support their music. And what else? Is there anything else I have to say? Nah. All right, let's go talk to Roxy Drive. Well, I'm here right now with Roxy Drive. Hi, Roxy Drive. Hi, Andy. How are you?
5: Yeah, fine. How are you?
2: I'm all right. So, uh, is that your birth name or what?
5: Oh, what do you think? Have a, <laughs> have a wild guess.
2: <laughs> you don't come from the, like, the Lester Drives or something, you know, like... We're... Lester Drives.
5: Funnily enough, no. Um, No, well, Drive was my acting name, actually, so... I kind of held on to that and the reason I gave myself that last name for acting was because it was the road that I lived on so that was about 12 years ago and then Roxy's just I just it's just a cool name really and it was a character that I played in a short film which was kind of an 80s kind of thing so so yeah
2: that's fun it's fun having a pseudonym I don't have one Maybe I should get one
5: Yeah Laser grid Andy or something I'll do fucking
2: Johnny uh, It's gotta be Johnny something Yeah right Johnny laser pants Nice Johnny nit- nitro trousers There you go <laughs> Yeah perfect There you go see <laughs> We've accomplished a lot today Fucking Johnny yes. nitro trousers <laughs> So what came first? Because obviously you're doing like some fun little synth wave singing tracks and stuff like this and you have a an EP and stuff, but like was the singing first or was the acting first?
5: The singing's always been there. I've always kind of on and off sort of dipped into it. I started off in musical theatre and so that was kind of a bit of everything. And then I kind of branched off into doing more just acting. And I've kind of been doing that the last sort of 10 years. But I've kind of, you know, I have been in bands and things like that over the years but acting always became a priority. And it was kind of hard to give full commitment to being in a band and doing acting. So one of them always had to give. So yeah, so I kind of stuck to the acting, but um, I've always wanted to get into this kind of music. You know, it's something I've always loved and always wanted to do, but I just didn't really know like how to get into it. Right. So um, it was 2017 and I was talking to James Secker he runs the synthwave tv and uh he does the retro fest as well in london and um he uh yeah i asked him if there was anyone that would like to sort of work with me and he spoke to a few producers sent them my demo and then yeah kevin montgomery got back of uh seller at tla dreams and said yeah he'd like to work with me so that's kind of how it all started really
2: well that's exciting right yeah
5: yeah (laughs) Yeah. It was really exciting because he's really cool, and I was like, I wasn't expecting someone like him to want to work with me, to be honest, especially for like my first single, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was really cool. We were just chatting for hours because we've got loads in common. And we're both very similar in, you know, our styles of music and direction and everything. So it kind of went from there, really. And I I think I've just been really lucky.
2: What about these, uh, you said before that you were in bands. What, what kind of bands were you in?
5: I was in a band which was a 1940s band, kind of like a pin-up band, you know, where the girls wear corsets and all that kind of stuff, and it was very harmony-based, and there was five of us. I think it was about a year, year and a half I was with them, and we just sort of toured around the country doing gigs mostly. It was original songs, yeah.
2: Does that sort of tie into the acting? Like, it seems like there's, like, an acting component to that.
5: I don't know, really. I guess the dressing up and stuff.
2: But was it contemporary music, or were you doing, like, 40s-style, like...
5: Yeah, it was contemporary, but it was, um it had like a 40s twist to it so it still had that 40s kind of flair, you know with the harmonies as well but then and the way that we would perform and the dance moves and stuff but it was still original music that we wrote and yeah it was still yeah contemporary
2: So you weren't like singing like Mr. Sandman or anything?
5: Oh no 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 we did do some covers like Christmas time you know some old fashioned kind of 40s Christmas covers, but yeah, generally it was original music.
2: How do you find four other ladies who agree to that as a theme?
5: Um Well, they already had the band. There was three of them.
2: Oh, so they found you.
5: Yeah, well, I auditioned. Me and another girl, and we were both chosen. Yeah, so we were the two new ones, and then we all came together as a five. It was pretty cool, because they already had some gigs lined up and some stuff planned, so it was all kind of there, and then we sort of joined and it was a good experience, and I got to kind of, you know, perform live and stuff, so um, it gave me some really good experience of doing that.
2: How does it work when you have, like, a group like that where there is, like, a key visual component to it? Like, I often think of, like, these, like, rock groups and stuff that, um, you know, where the visual is important and all these dudes are in, like, weird costumes and dress like goblins and things. <laughs> so when you have this theme is there decisions that are made like hey let's make sure one of us is blonde and you know like that sort of thing to like I don't
5: know because I guess when they chose us because they had all the girls go to the audition and then they made the decision for the two new ones Mm. so I guess that was in their decision making like part of why we were chosen was You know, because of how we looked. But to be honest, we were all brunette anyway, so I don't think that was a thing anyway.
2: (laughs) Were you you called the brunettes? Yeah, we should have been, shouldn't we?
5: No, we weren't. No, we were called the Morellas. I think it was a take on um Morello cherry sort of thing, but Hmm. yeah.
2: I don't know what that is. What is that? I think
5: it's just a type of cherry.
2: (laughs) Oh Morello okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I thought thought you said I thought you said Morello Terry and I'm like, is that some British guy? (laughs) <laughs> some some dude has a show on ITV, and I'm supposed to know who that is. <laughs> How about this? We're gonna listen to a song, and then we'll uh, we'll keep talking. So this was a track from uh, "Strangers of the Night," and uh, this one's called "Falling" by Roxy Drive. And that was Falling by Roxy Drive. And I'm here with Roxy Drive right now. Talking about being in bands and stuff and having fun. My voice is a little hoarse today. I was out late last night and... um it's, it's made my voice a lot deeper uh, You know when you have to like yell over people Like when you're at a bar and the music Is loud and you have to like talk loudly In order for people to hear you
0: Yes. And then yeah.
2: my voice is all in, in a weird way I like my voice better <laughs> When I do this Because I, sa- <laughs> I sound I deeper Because normally I sound sort of like a pigeon And like a, a pigeon uh, uh, I was going to say chipmunk and then I said pigeon But pigeons don't talk <laughs> Chipmunks do
5: No they just kind of go Ooh.
2: Yeah <laughs> I'm mixing my animal (laughs) metaphors. So, yeah. All right, so you did this for a while. And that was fun? Yes. Uh, I'm just assuming.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) No, it was fun. It was good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Are you still doing, like, acting stuff now? Is that still part of your life?
5: Not so much, no. I I moved to LA at the end of 2015, and I was really sort of going for it, you know, because that's kind of the ultimate thing, isn't it? If you're really serious about acting, go and live in LA. So I did it for, like, I don't know, how long was I there? 15 months? And then I moved to Atlanta for about four months months. Because a lot of the TV shows now, I don't know if you're aware are Made in Atlanta
0: mm.
5: because of tax incentives and everything else. So you've got like The Walking Dead and shows like that. And so they give a lot of the lo- the smaller parts to like the locals in Atlanta. So I figured, oh, I'll do that then. Right. You know, I might get a chance of actually, you know, booking some stuff. So it was good because I, I got a good agent out there. But um, yeah, I just, I kind of just missed
2: home really, to be honest. It's too sunny in Atlanta, damn it. I want that rain. It,
5: I know. It's really weird because you really long for sunshine and you feel so jealous when you see people out in LA and like, you know, it looks so lovely. But then when I was there, it was like, I don't know, it, it was almost a bit too hot. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think I'm probably just a bit typical British, really. You know, Yeah you moan about everything, but um, yeah.
2: Yeah, we know like, because I'm, I'm in uh, Toronto in Canada and uh, we have the same thing where they film a lot of stuff here partially because of tax stuff, but mostly just because our dollar is terrible. So right. American productions get sort of more bang for their buck kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went you did this little trip. Did you get any friends? Did you try and like absorb American accents for your acting toolbox?
5: Yeah, you know, I made friends and stuff. I had some friends out there anyway, who'd moved out there, so that was nice. But no, I'm I'm I find it quite difficult actually to be really um swayed by other accents. It's really weird. I just I never I have friends out there who just sound American now. Mm-hmm. But I just can't do that very easily, I can't. I don't know, it's weird. Some people can just do it and I don't find it very easy. And I think in America and Canada it's like it's almost like you talk a bit loose, like everything's quite free because you roll everything, don't you? You roll your R's and it's all like everything is just oh, it's just easy to talk like this. It's just and I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think it's I think it's also it's it's like smileier yeah. in a weird way. Like not that that's a word, but it's like you can talk with a smile with American accents and stuff. Yeah, and it's like cute. Hi, how's it going? You know, like those idiots on the phone. <laughs> where I think there's sort of a, a a difference. I don't know. I again I'm pretending to know something right now that I don't
5: <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no, it's true. Everyone kind of, you do talk in a different way with your mouth, I guess,
2: depending on where you're from. <laughs> there, there's a quote. So you never got an opportunity to play a British zombie? Is that what you're telling me?
5: No, I didn't. I know it would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, I mean, I booked a few TV commercials and stuff.
2: What were they for?
5: Oh God. One was really cool. Cause I got to fly to Miami. It was one of these stores, it was called like Five Up or something. Is that like, like a dollar store, but it's like Five Up or five, I don't know.
2: Mm.
5: I don't know if you have that in Canada. Those
2: wacky Yanks with their weird stores. <laughs> yeah,
5: like, yeah, I know you got Dollar Tree, but it wasn't that one. It was like everything is $5 or less. And they wanted like a British Victorian family, so... I guess it was easier being British to get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other ones, I can't remember. One was for furniture of some kind. And what was the other one? Gosh, BT or something? God, I can't even remember now. I was just playing like a mum and there was a husband. And we had a little girl and then the dad goes to her prom and shows off dancing and yeah, so... <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> just fun when you explain them. <laughs> so you didn't end up having to do any of those commercials for, like, medication? Whenever I see, like, American TV, there's always, like, tons of commercials for pills. Oh. I don't even know what the trendy <laughs> ones are now. I feel like Zoloft probably isn't even on the market anymore. Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> well, look, like, how about this? We'll, we're will we going to listen to another song, and then we'll uh, keep chatting. So here is a track called Syntheside by Roxy Drive. Gentlemen, start your engines. And that was Roxy Drive with the track Syntheside. And I'm here with Roxy Drive right now talking about accents in Atlanta. So what's the schedule like when you are producing music? Like, do you record? Do you have a studio at your house or do you go someplace to record?
5: Oh, no, I go somewhere because I can't record at home. I'm on like a really busy road where I live and... I live right by the sea, so I've got seagulls and everything, and it's so noisy. Like, I've tried so many times, but... So, yeah, I always go to a studio.
2: So, there's not, like, British dudes outside in jet skis, like, (laughs) on the water side? No. Is that a thing that happens?
5: No, it's not really like that so much. No, we don't really have that nicer weather, really. Well, I'm looking out now, and it's just horrible. It's just the thought of jet skis is kind of funny. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I pretty much do it all in a studio, so yeah, the conditions
2: are better. Like, what inspires the uh, the lyrics? Are you like one of those people that writes from from real life, or?
5: Yeah, I've always like liked writing. Really, I've always kept journals and things, and I'm always sort of writing bits and pieces, like when I'm on the train and stuff. So yeah, like it's something I've always liked doing, and so I've just got like tons of notes and bits and pieces everywhere, and it's just putting things together, really. And I guess some of it comes from real life and real experiences, and or sometimes. you you hear a track And it's just like The music evokes A certain feeling And it sort of helps Inspire you to write lyrics You know
2: Celerac LA Dreams Like he produced Quite a few of the tracks Right?
5: Yeah he's he's done a few um, Yeah we're working On an EP together now Actually So that'll be good Yeah
2: So what's the, um, the process Like when you work with him Like is he sending over Backing tracks and stuff And then you go back and forth Or does he pretty much Handle all the music Or are you giving advice Or things on the melody And stuff Like how does that work?
5: It kind of depends Like Run All Night Was already a track that he released so he sent me that and he said that he wanted someone to do vocals on it And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. Like, this would be great with vocals. So that was how we did with that. With the EP we're doing now, we're kind of doing a lot of back and forth because all the music's getting done from scratch. So he'll come up with something and then he'll send it to me and then I'll come up with something and send it back and we're just kind of working like that, really.
2: Does he have any input as far as, like, lyrics go? Like, if you you come back with a thing like, this song's called I'm Just Dancing in My Bucket or whatever, can he, like, veto it? (laughs) And go, like, maybe not?
5: Uh, Well, he actually names all the tracks when he sends them to me mm. and sometimes that really helps me like if a track has already got a name it kind of gives me inspiration i'm like oh right and that kind of helps me to shape the lyrics around the name but then sometimes i just prefer to name it myself because i've taken the song in a different direction but no generally i do the lyrics he doesn't really he's never really got involved with i mean he could i'm happy for him to contribute
2: but like i understand that sort of process it's just i'm always thinking if i was a producer and someone came back to me with a song and like halfway through they start like doing duck quacks or something i'd I'd (laughs) like i would want to have veto power to be like no 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 maybe we maybe we'll take this chorus in a slightly different direction than what you've been doing animal sounds
5: yeah he has said things in the past and we've changed things around it's not like i go oh my god this has to stay exactly as it is i'm sending you this you know we're both open to Changing things around Well, it's good Because we're both On the same page When it comes to like You know the direction Of what we like and stuff So you know He's really easy to work
2: with Yeah and no, he's a cool guy Yeah I like him Although you know I'm starting to think now I don't think I've ever Seen his face No you know, I've had him On the show like Several times But I have seen Pictures of his socks <laughs> That's like the most I've ever <laughs> He used to always Post these pictures Of his feet
0: <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I
2: and I just realized that now. I'm just like, yeah, because most, even even some of the people who wear silly masks and stuff like this in their performance, I still do know what they look like. And uh, I always, uh-huh. I always like that when people can retain their anonymity in this digital age.
5: Yeah, I think so. I, I quite like that, you, that no one knows what he looks like. It's quite cool. I think.
2: And you get to be Roxy Drive, and not. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna make up a real name for you.
5: <laughs> Someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> For some reason, whenever it comes time to make up a fake name, my brain just goes blank. Yeah. Like I don't have the power. It's weird. It's like I can do other things on the fly, but if someone just points at me and says like make up a fake name, then like I'm I all of a sudden just freeze up and go like uh, yeah, f- fucking Flomptus m'agloo or whatever, and like they're not even <laughs> anyway. So Flomptus Flomptus McGlu, I guess. Is- <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I gotta write that down. <laughs> Flomptus.
5: <laughs> that could be a good name for someone. <laughs>
2: what would be called Flomptus? I feel like some sort of very slow-moving kind of fat animal, like not a person. I don't know if a person could have the name Flomptus. Yeah,
5: or something out of like a Jim Henson movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, puppet. Some that kind work. of troll,
2: isn't Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for assisting me in the creative process. I'm going to write that down.
5: That is fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well how about this? Let's uh let's listen to another track and then we'll uh talk some more. So here is um what will we play? Let's play this one. This one is called See It in Your Eyes. Although in brackets this is a remix produced by uh Celerect LA Dreams. Uh so let's listen to that. And that was See It In Your Eyes, Remix, Celerect LA Dreams with Roxy Drive, singing and stuff. And I'm here with Roxy Drive right now, talking about a bunch of gibberish, I think. I think I derailed that last segment. Very disorganized show I run So what's going on man What's coming up in the future for you
5: Yeah so the EP with Kevin I shouldn't say Kevin LA Dreams Mm. That's coming on quite nicely We're kind of about halfway with that So hopefully like spring, summer Maybe we'll be releasing that one And so I'm doing a couple of cool collabs One with Andy Fox who is like a tallow disco mm-hmm. producer and another one with um the night sabers, which is you know mizzy Cat's music project so we're doing that at the moment and also i am performing live on the 27th of april Ooh. that's at, um artifact alive it's an event that they have every year and um a venue in London called ElectraWorks.
2: Cool. So will that be the first uh, Roxy Drive live performance?
5: I think so. I mean, I'd like to do one or two before then. I'm going to try and do like a live session thing and film it.
2: So what about the uh, the production of like some of the music videos and stuff? Like, you seem to have fun doing that. I imagine that's part of like the acting part of you that uh, enjoys that sort of process.
5: Yeah. No, I do really enjoy it. I'm really lucky, actually. I do them with um, David Irons, who is so talented he's a filmmaker and writer and um he's brilliant he just takes his camera we go out and i mean it can be stressful don't get me wrong because there's literally like just two of us i mean i think he does a really good job with these videos but it's it's good fun i mean you know we enjoy doing it and he's brilliant at it so yeah i'm really lucky to be able to do those with him
2: are you telling me that you guys don't get proper permits to film where do do people get reported for no permits I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know Where the hell You get a damn permit from I guess City Hall Is that how it works Yeah I went to film school And there's A few of our productions Got like in trouble Because they never got The proper permission Yeah Especially if you're doing Something stupid Like obviously What you guys are filming Is fine But like I'm a boy And so we'd always Want to film action movies And stuff And it, obviously It's a very different world Now than it was then But yeah If you're running around The streets with like Toy guns And you don't have a permit um, It's a yeah. problem
5: Yeah No it can be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But
2: but i don't i didn't see you running around with guns in your videos so i think you're fine.
5: <laughs> well actually it's really, it's funny you said that actually cuz the last one we've just shot we can't release it yet but it's for a horror novel that he's written this really cool 80s kind of retro horror novel and um i do actually run around with the guns so Ooh. <laughs> we yeah <laughs> We had to be really careful, actually. We were doing it at, like, 2 in the morning and running around alleyways. And But, yeah, every time we heard someone coming or we heard a car, we were like, quick, 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 hide it, hide it. Yeah, so...
2: Yeah, I filmed a thing one time, and my solution was... To film all the close-ups of the gun with the person's hand, like, in my backyard. Mm -hmm. So, like, whenever the person had the gun, it was always, like, a close-up shot. And then when we actually filmed, they were just holding, like, a stick or something. Or just some sort of, like, black object. But it wasn't actually, like, a gun. It was just a sort of... You know, if there's a lot of motion, it would seem like they had a weapon. But then, like, if you actually looked at what they were holding, it was just, like, a little fucking black box or something. You know, just a... Yeah. Which I still think you can get in trouble for. Because it's, it's, it's as long as like if some old lady and it usually is an old lady complains you know cuz she <laughs> sees like a ruckus outside if they think it's a gun you could be holding a candy cane and you could still get in trouble cuz it's like well people thought you were brandishing a weapon it's like it was a fucking candy cane but uh <laughs> sometimes old ladies are confused
5: yeah true no we haven't bumped into too many old ladies actually we've been all right <laughs> i think i think it's cuz we're doing it at night yeah. so it's like and cuz we kind of Hiding around these alleys So it's like Luckily we've been okay But it was like A big sort of Shotgun So it was It was a bit
0: Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like this The story just keeps escalating This is great
5: I know Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It looks really cool Like we're really Pleased with the video Like we're Yeah it does look good So it's worth doing it You know
2: Yeah And it's important To have fun too That's the bottom line
5: Yeah Exactly Yeah
2: <laughs> Well how about this Let's listen to um, One more track And then we'll uh, Wind this down So here was one you did I guess it was a was a featuring It was uh, with Marvel 83 Mm -hmm. A track called Stay With Me Featuring Roxy Drive And we're gonna listen to that Right now And that was Marvel 83 with the track Stay With Me, featuring Roxy Drive. And I'm here with Roxy Drive right now, talking about filming videos and cool stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) There's going to be a quiz after this. So you (laughs) make sure you pay attention because there's going to be the Roxy Drive quiz. And uh, I think you have to pass it or else uh, I don't know what happens if you don't. I will become Roxy Drive if you can't pass the test. Okay, fine. I've, I've got a bag full of wigs. You know, I could do it.
5: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see it.
2: <laughs> I mean, people will wonder what happened. To, like, to, <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is the weirdest conversation ever. <laughs>
2: I don't really like having normal conversations with people. They bore me.
5: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah.
2: Like, small talk is a thing that I've never been good at. Like, I'm sort of a silly guy, too, sort of. Uh, I am a silly guy. Um, But I'll start talking to people as if I've been friends with them for, like, 20 years if it saves me from talking about the weather or sports scores.
5: Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. It's more interesting, isn't
2: it? Yeah, well, there's just nothing I can do with it, like the other stuff, where it's just like, oh, did you hear about that thing they reported on the news? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, you know, like, and I got nothing, right? So. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, look, the the bottom line is this: you you guys made some cool music. I like your uh, the videos and stuff are fun, and you like post fun photos. I always like when people just have fun with it. Yeah, I think that's like the bottom line. You know, there's other artists. You know, like uh, like JJ and and Dana Jean Phoenix and stuff. Uh, who I love
5: them. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, like I like I like when they embrace like the imagery and stuff. Like, especially like JJ Miss. You know, like when she posts all those with all like the 80s makeup and stuff. And you do the oh, same thing. I know. Like.
5: I love JJ. I just think she's so awesome and she's so like inspiring and she just seems to have such a confidence as well. Like, you know, and I love people that kind of don't care. They just think I love, I love this. I embrace this. I'm going to go out and look a certain way and, you know, not necessarily follow the crowd. And yeah, I just love it. I think she's awesome.
2: At the same time, like you also do lots of those sorts of posts as well. And so like, Mm -hmm. that's always fun. Like, is that fun to do?
5: I often get people to like, if I've got a photo shoot coming up, then I'll, i'll do like a post on facebook on a facebook group and i'll be like oh i'm doing a photo shoot does anyone want to like collab and come and help me out with hair and makeup and stuff and there's so many students and people that will just want to collaborate and do things so, and then they get the photos in return so yeah just networking and finding people to work with and because yeah i'm not so good with like the hair thing that 80s hair is really difficult so i always yeah. find it easier to like have that done by someone
2: else yeah i'm only learning now like the power of like, I've, i always want to do everything myself like that's like my biggest problem because i'm not good at a lot of things because mm-hmm. a lot of people have always offered to help me like do different things i'm always like oh no 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 like i'll do this all myself and then i get really upset that i did it poorly Mm -hmm. and so it's always good to actually like find those talented people out there and it just speeds up the fucking process and then everybody wins
5: exactly and it's nice just networking and meeting new people and you know everyone brings something to the table don't they I mean sometimes when you try and do everything on your own you're bound to be weaker in certain areas and for the sake of just being like oh I did everything I just think, why not work as a team and, and then get the best result, you know?
2: Yeah, the bottom line is yeah. working with a talented team. Work it- together, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, we can, probably, uh, we can probably wrap this up. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? I'm sure we talked about a lot of stuff you didn't think we would.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we covered everything.
2: Well, listen, the, the point is that we all had a good time, right? Is that...
5: Exactly.
2: <laughs> I have to tell my guests that when they go so that they believe it and they don't walk away going like, what uh... the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, no, I had a no, good time because he told me that's what happened.
5: <laughs> I like your show, Annie. I've listened to a few of them. I think it's a really nice, fun show. Everyone's laughing. and No, it's nice. It's not boring, you know?
2: Well, that's the bottom line. We don't want to be boring. I don't say I'm saying we as if I've got some sort of a team. What was that? That was weird.
5: That was an email popped up. Oh, it's a voiceover job. Oh, that's cool. All
2: right. Well, look, you have a lovely day. It was lovely talking to you. And uh, when you make some more music, uh, send it my way, man, and we'll play it on the show.
5: I will do. Thanks, Andy.
2: Cool. All right. We did it.
5: Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs>
2: Alright, and that was uh, my conversation with Roxy Drive. I hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next time. Uh, Right now, we're about to get a windstorm here in Toronto. So I'm winding down so I can post this episode before that happens. I should point out, because people always act surprised, I do stream new episodes of Beyond Synth on Twitch before they go up on SoundCloud, usually on Saturdays. However, this week, because of the windstorm, I'm just putting this one straight to the internet. The internet. But uh, there is a Twitch page, so don't forget you can follow that. Go to uh, Twitch, and I'm Beyond Synth on there. And the plan is to hopefully do more streaming in the future, maybe some video games and let's plays and stuff like that. Um, but I'm gonna have to get a capture card first. Ooh, capture card! Anyway, thanks a lot for listening to Beyond Synth. Tune in next time to the best Synthwave Chat Show there is. That's this show, and I'll talk to you all next time. Is mommy? What? Some yeah, mummy. Am I mummy? The daddy mommy. The mummy? <laughs> no. Some mummy. It's daddy. It's daddy. Okay, can you say beyond synth? Beyond synth. Say the best? Best. Synth wave? Synth wave. Chat show?
0: Chat show.
2: There is.
0: There is.
2: Hooray.
0: Hooray.
6: Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, this was Beyond Synth, no more show today, now shut up, the Robot Lady's
0: got something today!
4: If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash Or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth.
0: Have a lovely week.